The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. You'll find out what happened to Frankenstein and other stuff that never happened. Freaking nerds. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the unknown. Dude. Oh yeah, we're rolling. I mean, I don't know. If I don't know if we're rolling because you got to do stuff with your computer. Yeah, we're rolling, dude. Is it really? Yeah, man. All right. Well, go on. Go on. Pour your Pepsi. Pepsi. Go. Go pour your Pepsi in your wine cup of Jim Beam. Fuck. We're in Alabama. They they have Coke. Check. That's Hello? how aggressive. What are those? What you you have? Um. I have what? Dave, you have two two pills next to three next to three quarters, like a real true detective curse. <laughs> like what's going on? You got seventy five cents next to two pills that you're taking right now. You're actively taking But Echinacea. Are you gonna die right now? Mm-mm. Are you trying to die? Mm-mm. Are you actively like seventy five cents is the weight of the soul? Uh-huh. What was that movie? All right. Well, maybe. Well, is, how much is twenty-one gram? What what drug is seventy-five cents for twenty-one grams? Taffy. I don't know. You just paid off your taffy debt. Mm-hmm. A taffy dealer. What's up, dude? Oh man. You okay? Well, fun, right. Kyle. Let, 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 right, let, let, well, let's set it up. Uh huh. Where are we at? We're in Huntsville, Alabama. At the at, specifically, should we say exactly? Weston, where the Weston? Yeah. We'll be we'll be gone by the time this hits the airways. Yeah, fucking freaks ain't gonna catch us. Room four twenty five of the Weston. Yeah, freaks, by. freaks ain't gonna get. Freaks ain't gonna sniff our tail. How you feeling, buddy? Creeps ain't gonna get up our butts. Yeah. Make sure everything's. Yeah, no double check, double yeah, yeah, check. Yeah, I'm yeah. leaning over. I'm We're leaning good. over a tub of hummus right now. How's I'm that hummus. room temperature hummus? But, like, why would anybody eat temperature uh, hummus at another temperature? Mm-hmm. We were contemplating that earlier. We were hummus with, is supposed to be room temperature. Yeah, but it's, it is refrigerated at the store, and there's no dairy on, in it. On, on the occasion that you're going to get it home, but hummus, as, as I'm eating it, mm-hmm. as it sat in the car since yesterday, delicious. Mm-hmm. What, as a... Culinary fanatic, as a cuisine stand, uh-huh. what foods should be room temperature? Oh, that's should be question. at the at the exact temperature as your body. Like like, what food should be the same temperature as like a like a nice swimming pool? But you put it in your mouth, you're like, oh yeah, that me and this food, where we've been hanging out in the same at the same party for a while. That's a great question. You put me on the spot. I can't think. I was gonna say. <laughs> I was going to say a sandwich, but the meat shouldn't be 96 degrees. Really? Well, What temperature should it be? I mean, a cold cut. What I'm thinking, like a, sam- like a cold sandwich, you'd want that meat to be somewhat chilled, no? I mean, I've been off that game for a while, but I, I feel like, I feel like I've, I'm only used to sandwiches that got packed in my lunch mm-hmm. and left a refrigerator at 7.30 a.m. and yeah. got consumed at noon. Yeah. So not only were they room temperature, but they were locker infused. Yeah, bologna and cheese with a little 
little yellow mustard. Like a grade school locker should be like as like if you wanted to sell lunch meat now, you could be like dry aged. Dry aged grade school locker six hours. Mm-hmm. And be like, this baloney does smell like cleaning chemicals mm-hmm. and one nervous child who peed his pants mm-hmm. nearby. Yeah. And it would be like, well, it's not good, but it's nostalgic. Granola bars. You know what? Has any flavor entered your realm that it's not a good flavor, but it's a nostalgic flavor, so you accept it? Oh, man. That's a good like music. Like music. Like, I know this isn't a good band, but it sounds like something I would have listened to, so I'm going to dig it. I'm here with a hard-hitting question. Dave, mm-hmm. let's set the table. Yeah. We are in Huntsville. Uh-huh. We just did a show. Yeah. The show was great. Yeah. I haven't been drunk for a week. Yeah. Your boy turned it up. Yeah. You got into it tonight, buddy. I had a piece of it. Last night I went wild and had three chicken wings. I broke edge. I'm off the rails, dude. <laughs> I'll scream in this Weston, dude. I'll scream. I'll scream in this Weston. Mm-hmm. Well, I got your credit card for incidental, so go at go for it. All right, all right. Let's uh, let's all let's uh-huh. all let's all not, nobody needs to be a jerk right now. Yeah. No, we're we're adults. <laughs> my, my capital ones down there. Let's all behave. Let's not be a jerk. Tonight was uh, night six of a ten day run. Was it six? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, six. And uh, yeah, just just ten consecutive dates in a row. No days off. No just, man. Just like no, a, we're we're at work. We're like a high school baseball player. No days off. There's some web series I've been watching where you've got like... High school baseball players don't have days off? There's some web series. I think it might be called No Days Off where they interview like young phenoms. It's like some I'm going to hold my mic. You got it? Hold on. Sorry for this confusion That's right, right now, buddy. listeners. Listeners. I like your little... Uh, Let's see. All right. Check, anal- chickity, <laughs> check, check. I like your little anal bead mic stand there. That's pretty cool. It's an articulated mic stand. Mm-hmm. It can grab and grip. Mm-hmm. It can grab around anything. It can grab and grip. All right, Dave, you know what? I want I want to empower you to take the upper hand. Okay. I'm drunk. Yeah. You're not. Yeah. Fuck and we it. have nothing planned either, by the way. There's no... Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Sorry, Real listeners. Different. What a surprise episode. There's nothing planned. As opposed <laughs> to us going, oh, what if... Uh, what if... Uh, what if uh, interdimensional Mexicans were really the true barbecue chefs of Texas. And then we never mention it again. Mm -hmm. We don't even have that. Yeah. But also, I just introduced an amazing topic for later. That's pretty good. Interdimensional Mexicans. (laughs) Intermexical dimensions. Mm -hmm. Well. I decided to have cocktails after the show. Yeah. I watched you. It's fun to watch you go from Stone Cold Sober well, to whatever bullshit beer you're drinking drunk. I, yeah, yeah, we got pushed. We, we got, talked for two hours after the show about random beers with the with the club owner. We're looking at each other. Mm-hmm. This and, is the first time we've done a, a live face to face episode, and and we're just we're just holding microphones, <laughs> staring at each other. <laughs> In a like fucking the, hotel room. Like the good old days. Well, what happened in the good old days? It yeah. was us going like, do you believe in this? Not really. Me neither. <laughs> Let's go fuck ourselves. Yeah. And now, behind you is a... F- oh, you don't have the fountain. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, everybody. Dave, 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 Dave got the shit room. Yeah. Oh, for are some, you looking for at some a fountain reason in your room? The, uh, Yeah, I got a fountain out in my room. Man. That's got a parking lot. Got a, same exact room. Oprah gets a fountain. Or I mean, uh, Oprah gets a parking lot. Headliner gets a fountain. Do you care? Uh, are these blinds really going to be open for your night? Yeah, I like to keep them open. Because last night we're in a place where like the our room faced the courtyard. Yeah, I like that. Like an indoor courtyard. You like that? I like the indoor courtyard. I really that, do. I feel like that's what's going to be happening when you live on Mars. Mm-hmm. Is where your window opens to an indoor sanctuary. Like, look, plants from back when you lived on Earth. Mm-hmm. But but never forget we live in this pod yeah. to prevent us from dying. That's how I feel in those places, and yeah. I didn't. I didn't like it. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. Sorry, man. Mm-hmm, that's okay. I mean, to ruin the idea of an indoor, <laughs> of having a view like, oh my, my, I open a window, but it's still inside. You know why I think? Oh, I why like is there that? a window there? You're inside. Well, I don't know. I, I like it though. I think it might be nostalgia for me because the first hotel I can ever remember staying in it was on Mars. Uh, it was in Montgomery, Alabama. Same. Went with my family to a rodeo, <laughs> and right. we stayed. Here we go. We stayed at a. I think it was a Ramada Inn, but it was like a nice Ramada Inn, not like they are today. Now Ramada's like a no, two and a half star Ramada's hotel. Had, no, Ramada's had some traction back in yeah. the day. This was probably like 1981, 1982. I was really young. I remember it being like a ten story hotel, and it just it had the interior courtyard. And it had you could see the had the open the uh, the open elevator you know where you could see that you could see yeah, inside I, the elevator. I, I understand the yeah. attraction. Uh-huh. I just thought that was so neat. It's the first time still, I'd ever been. Do you in a still building. think it's neat? I, I don't mind it. I think it's pretty cool because yeah, like I had my blinds open, I could just look down and see. I could see right there at the front desk. I could check up on those guys. See what they're doing. What are they doing? Did you, by the way, this are they morning, just being a front desk person? Yeah, you know, it's, it's just like it's like if you had a balcony or something. You, you know, in the city center, you, you could see the commerce, you can see the citizens, you can see, uh, you know, the thriving, bustling <laughs> town. By the way, this morning, did you smell like French toast? We we shared a wall this morning. I feel we, like you're just having almost a stroke at all times. <laughs> I think you're so close. I mean, I didn't smell pennies, but I definitely smelled like a fraction. It smelled like French toast this whole morning. And I think it's because we were right above the little continental breakfast bullshit thing, which I never partake in. Free breakfast is never If good. I'm up early enough to get the continental breakfast, I'm like, I'm either late for a flight or early for a flight. I, I, I'm not going to fuck around. I don't need powdered eggs. You don't? No. I'm not I'm not well to do, but I'm I'm doing better than that now. Free is my favorite flavor, man. I, I, I Free is great when you need it. Nah, free is great always. Yeah. I'll so, do I like I Have like you it. had a continental Con- breakfast Con- lately? It's usually garbage. I, I you would skip the eggs, but like when it's like, oh, watch your own pancake get made. Yeah, dog. No. Make make your own waffle? Waffle bar? I mean that Dave straight up look at me in the face because you can do that. Uh-huh. No waffle bar. I, I don't give a fuck about a waffle bar. You don't like a Dixie cup full of the batter that tells you how much, and you pour it in there, and you flip the waffle yourself. Well, the thing is, I'm I'm more quality than quantity. You know, 
It's are ne- you? It's never good. Are you? Are you? Uh, yeah, I like the good shit, man. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna sit there right now. You're gonna sit right. You're gonna sit there and look at me in the face. Mm-hmm. Your quality over quantity. Yeah, that's why I don't eat fucking Jack in the Box or Taco Bell. I used to because I had to. You know, I don't have to do that anymore. Not, you, that sounds... I used to because I had to. Yeah, I used to because I had to. But back in the fucking trenches. Yeah. No. Back when the only thing... I don't shine shoes no more. After you fucking scrambled, after you crab-clawed your way up the beach under enemy fire, and the only options were Taco Bell mm-hmm. or KFC. Yeah. And you're like, fuck, I need sustenance to take over the enemy. I used to... There were times where I would spend $2 a day on food. I'd get the two tacos for lunch at Jack in the Box, and then I'd go and get the two tacos for dinner at Jack in the Box. and The two for a dollar. And, uh, you know, that was, how long did you have to do that for? I mean, a couple. Of I, years. This isn't like putting you on the spot. Well, first like, few but. years, first few years in L.A. You know, I didn't have any fucking money. I just, you know. I mean, I remember. The, I remember the days of like I. I'm gonna get this because I feel like I'm saving money. Mm-hmm. But then I would be so hungry later. Like I gotta get some. Food, yeah, man. yeah, because it's not real food doesn't a whole yeah you know, honestly we should do a meal based on like or a meal should do an episode based mm-hmm. on poor meals okay of like where are you going to get your best bets mm-hmm. i love the fried chicken meal from a grocery store okay and i feel like these things have been discussed mm-hmm. but now i'm drunk i had chicken wings last night and mm-hmm. i broke edge dude yeah we were at the out we played it we played atlanta last night dude the show was amazing it was awesome honestly Every show this tour has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've all been fun. Even the, the first three nights were two shows a night. Even the second shows that might have been weird or whatever, still great. Yeah. Every show has been great. <laughs> and then last night was Atlanta, hometown for you. Man, that was fun. You fucking killed it. I did okay. You did great. Well, thank you. You killed it, man. Uh, Shonic got kindy. Who opened for us? Mm-hmm. And Shout I, out to Shauna Gutkindy. You said it much more smooth than I mm-hmm. did. I wanted to get it right. Yeah. Great comic. He fucking cracked it open. Uh-huh. The importance of a dude that just rolled out there. No zero stress on that dude. What's this? A big show? Whatever. How's it going, everybody? Crack that egg open. You rolled right into that. It was a great show. It was so much fun. It was one of those, like, not to get sappy, but it was one of get those. Get sappy, man. Man. Nobody gives a shit what we think about ghosts anymore. <laughs> Fucking talk about your feelings. Dude. Legit the, talk l- about your feelings. Last Dave. night was one of those rewards for all the years of shit shows. Not that not that every show I have done has been shit show, but you know what I mean. Coming up, you're doing fucking Mexican restaurants and truck stops and wherever you can get well, stage time. Ease up on the Mexicans. O- open mics, whatever. It's a lot and, of restaurants. <laughs> but uh yeah, those shows like last night for me are like the reward. Like this is what you've been paying your dues for. Yeah. And this is what you've been training for. And go up there and, and dance with who brung you, you know? It was a banger. Yeah, it was great. I think close to sold out. I don't know, mm-hmm. whatever. But it, was, it, it, felt, it, felt, it, it felt was. It felt sold out. The people that there were, that were there made it feel so, sold out. It was an impressive show in that I sat in the very back during your whole set, and just to see that many people, the, there was a balcony that was crammed full, and like... You were so you felt so far away. Like that was a big venue. Like 
I mean, it's essentially a theater. It's a, it's a it's a rock hall, but it was essentially yeah, like playing went, a theater. I think it was six sixty seated. Yeah, I think and, we came a little just a little. I think it was like six twenty. Yeah, and to, for but for perspective, I think uh, when they have bands there unseated, I think it's like eleven hundred. So it's the size yeah, un- of a, unseated. It's, a it's the size of a legit theater. So I'm sitting in the back, and you felt like you were a hundred yards away, like I could barely yeah. see you, and just having all in my point of view having all these people in front of me and just and not just the amount of people but just the vibe in the air yeah it was like, good energy it man was great it was good energy. energy all the shows have been good every yeah. single so- show has been good energy yeah so just to recap real quick we started in miami then we went to uh, uh i believe tampa or no miami orlando miami, tampa, orlando, tampa gainesville, gainesville atlanta now we're in huntsville and then tomorrow, Birmingham, then Pensacola, then Lafayette, Louisiana, then New Orleans. Yeah. So it's uh, we're about halfway through. It's a hell of a run. But yeah, last night was great, man. It was and just. But everybody's been. It, it's been good. Like that's all I want. Like, you know, I. I get in my head about like, and the, okay, let's just be honest about it. Sometimes my ego gets the best of me. How so? I, well, I wish I wish that maybe I was playing bigger spots. Mm-hmm. I see people that I feel that are my equal that are playing much larger venues, mm-hmm. and that's just fuck. And, it, and, I, and I'm just being, I'm legitimately being vulnerable that there's a professional jealousy that exists. Well, and it's that way at every level. But 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 I I look at that and like that but. Why can't I just be happy for them, but also look at what's going on? Like yeah. these shows have been great, Do you, uh, and no, like nobody's losing money. It's not a thing. Why, like, to get caught up in that? It it happens. It happens at every level of the game. You just get caught up in like, well, so and so's doing this. Mm-hmm. So and so's doing that. Well, I know I had better shows than that person. Mm-hmm. It that attitude, and I'm just trying to be way more humble and zen about shit. Not like pat myself on the back, but like self preservation style. Mm-hmm. Everything's been fucking great. Yeah, these shows have been fucking awesome. What the fuck is what? What? And I, I am uh, full disclosure. I'm liquored up. <laughs> but Dave, we we can talk about this stuff. These shows have been amazing. Yeah. What more is supposed to happen? Other than we just rolled rolled into a town. Hey, would you guys? Uh, hey, would you uh, strangers like to convene? Yeah. In exchange for a few bucks. And I hope I I, tr- I not even in a, like a jerk way. And like some fake hippie way, I would hope that everybody at the show could like walk out and be like, "Man, where are you going? Are you going to a bar tonight?" To anybody else that was at the show, like, "We're going to go to this place," and I would hope they would be friends. Yeah. I re- I really, not in a jag off kind of way. I would hope that that's the kind of environment. Well, that is the environment that you've created, like with your style. But you know, what I mean? like, like you ever, you, you've gone to see bands where, like, are you, everybody leaves the show and, like, oh shit, where? Hey, you got this guy right here. Where are you going? Mm-hmm. Can I go there? Yes. Mm-hmm. I. That's that's what 
what I would like for it to happen after shows. Well, and I think that's what you've created, man, because every show, not just... I don't know how to describe this, but like you create an environment like with your act, with your personality. It's single ticket holders unite. Yeah, please. Yeah, I I saw several single go ticket sit, holders. Go just sit next to somebody. Mm-hmm. I sat next like, to a single ticket holder tonight during your set. When I was done, I went and sat in the crowd. There's just a guy yeah. sitting right next to me, fist pounded me up. Just a guy sitting by himself, enjoying the hell out of the show. That I want, I want, I want more individuals to feel okay going to comedy. My show or not any any comedy, like feel for, like mm-hmm. just or just music in it. Like, how often do you go to do stuff by yourself? Well, Forget pandemic, whatever. Uh-huh. Would you go to like movies by yourself, oh, concerts by yourself? Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I've done that. A lot. I would too. I love it. Yeah, I, and enjoy I, it. I hope more people feel comfortable just doing that in mm-hmm. general. But no, my point is though, like, not to just stroke your ego, but but your act, oh, stroke it, baby. You know, there, a there's no gimmicks, and there's also not like um, my phone ringing. There's also like, gonna, uh, you know, it's not me. like. Well, what is that? Is that's, that no? That's right. Oh, that's you. Okay, gotcha. Rage is calling me. That I don't. Bag. I mean, I got some drinks in me too, so I'm not as articulate as I should be. But uh, my point is, it's not like articulate. You know, we're not. Edge lords, we're not like, hey, look at all you fuckers that come out to my show. You know, you're not. Ma- you you set you create a fun atmosphere, and even the shit you mm. complain about, you're quick to you know admit your own flaws and show the counterpoint to that. And like tonight, when you're talking about you know vaccines and like, hey, you know, I'm left and I'm liberal, I'm this, blah blah blah. But then part of that bit is also I'm a fucking idiot and I'm a comedian, so don't listen to what yeah. I'm saying. So that permeates through the crowd to where the crowd's not being preached at. They're not being condescended to. They're also not being pandered to. So it creates a really fun no, vibe. But like, I, I, it just, I don't think divisiveness is helping things. And that's a real hippie line straddling bullshit. Mm hmm. Because I want to be with the side that's like, you know, fucking a cab, all that shit. But I'm like, I don't think that extreme. Somebody explained to me like, <laughs> we need those people, those extreme attitudes, because they're gonna lure the middle towards the that side, mm-hmm. not all the way, but lure them that way. But I have such a hard time with any like. Let, let's let's talk about pure joke like jokes that will never be jokes, but like uh, premises. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think about how like how the idea that like oh ev- like the fact that the like the left the side that I want to align with is all about like not like non-binary about gender. But mm-hmm. absolutely binary about every other issue. Like gender can exist across a spectrum, but a belief about anything else needs to be all the way one way or the other. You're either a Nazi or you're a fucking socialist. Like, well, what? No, 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 the, no. That that there's a huge gray area between yeah. those sides. Mm-hmm. Like where you have to be like, oh fucking, I'm this, I'm I'm Black Lives Matter, I'm A Cab, I'm all this. Like, 
All right. Well, you've just positioned yourself as an unmovable pillar all the way over here. Like, all cops are bastards. All right. You're you're a cop. Mm -hmm. I don't think you're a bastard. Mm -hmm. Why is, like, the idea of gender can be viewed as a spectrum but not any other issue? It's a great point. Why can't any other issue be viewed as, like, well, fuck, I'm pretty much over to this side or that side, mm-hmm. but I do see this as being a movable needle. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just like when people complain about politicians, you know, well, 10 years ago they they said this or voted this way, and now they're like, yeah, people fucking change. They they learn. They get new information, new facts. That, you know, they... they I think politicians are just professional wrestlers at yeah. this point. Yeah, and I'm not like, defending politicians. I'm just using that as an example. But no, but I, like, be- I believe, like, it's like, oh, I am I have to be the villain. I'll be the villain all the way. Like, mm-hmm. I, th- I truly think, like, stop looking at it with such seriousness yeah. outside of that you should because then they can cast votes. But they've it's all professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody can be in the middle. You have to either be a total heel... You have to be a total villain or Captain America. Mm-hmm. Like in wrestling, you don't want to see somebody who's like, well, I kind of see both sides, <laughs> which in wrestling, it makes sense. But now that like now everything's based on entertainment. Mm-hmm. Politicians are based on what makes entertainment popular. Mm-hmm. I have to be this. I have to be a fucking lunatic on this side. I have to be a fucking whatever that cowardly lion looking bitch is. Marjorie Taylor Greene, like, well, a lot of people died from cancer, and we didn't shut the country down. So why we die? Like, what a stupid because, fucking statement, by the because way. Because that's Cancer's a that's not that's not, yeah. It's like <laughs> fucking it's, idiot. Which are they an idiot, or do they realize that they're playing the wrestling game? Mm-hmm. And Democrats or the left are like, well, you're ridiculous. That that that's not a that ridiculous isn't a real thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous isn't like, oh, you're wrong. Wrong isn't real anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just like we believe we are either with this team or with that team. Mm-hmm. There's no analysis of like, but they're wrong. Yeah, but they they they're that's the team we're with. Yeah, like being a troll used to be a shitty thing on Twitter, and now it's a actual force of like. I'm just going to deny you to your face. Whether I'm incorrect or not, if I deny you in a strong enough way, people will be on my side. Being right isn't a thing anymore. Yeah. But but winning is. Hmm. I don't know what I'm talking about. Dude. Yeah, me neither. But that's okay. I got, I got high and mighty. <laughs> I'm going to drink this Budweiser. Yeah. I ate some of this roasted red pepper. How do you feel, buddy? How do you feel about the shows and your your set? And man, I'm barefoot in your hotel room. Yeah, I feel top notch, dog. <laughs> it's been fun, man. Um, I'll be honest; those first few shows, you know, I, I definitely had some rust. You know, I had my run about a month ago, but I hadn't before this mm-hmm. run. I hadn't been on stage in like three weeks. You know, the wedding and all that. So. You know, those first few shows, like, I'm excited and I'm happy to be out here with you, but it's like, oh, man, what am I fucking doing? It just feels like you're up there and you're... Yeah, but you have the best place in comedy, which is featuring. Yeah, that, that middle spot is fun. 
It's the best time. There's no pressure. You know, like, I, I'm sure like, you can ba- you can go up there and say 25 minutes of absolute fucking lunacy. You know that. You know that. Well, no, no, you, you can't do it. Like, well, I wouldn't. But do that. you could. Because I, I never want to tank it for you know. I never want to dig a no, hole no, for not, the headliner. Not, not tanking it, but do you want to just go wild one night? You can do as a feature. You mm-hmm. can do that. Yeah. My problem is I get in my head, even though I'm the feature on this run. People still paid a lot of money to come out and th- to see you, and some of them, you know, might know me as well. But I, my point is, I can't treat or you say I can, but in my mind, I can't treat this like an open mic. I can't just go up there but with guess, brand new shit. Yeah, but guess what? People would like to see more. Mm-hmm. Just, is is a fucking human being going like, man, I got married. Here's the shit that happened three weeks ago. Yeah. Versus, here's bits. Yeah. Here's my act. Regardless how good the bits are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what I'm working on is trying to find that middle ground where, like, you know, there's, you know, maybe I'm bringing new premises and new stuff each night, but there's still some stuff that's kind of polished. But, yeah, I just, I'm in my head about, like, because I've got a bunch of new shit that I'm still, I don't this know if is afraid the time, is the right word. No, this is the time you're supposed to do it. Yeah. Yeah. What then? Go fucking bomb. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Go yeah. fucking go nuts on it. Yeah, but it's fun. I enjoy this perspective. You know, as you know, I, I obviously I headline on my own. You know, not not playing rooms like we're playing now, but so yeah. But, but when you headline, people paid money to be there. Yeah, and you got to finagle a mm-hmm. full headline set this week. Is yeah, yeah. I know you already. You already have like cred with them. Yeah, and you're right. Even if I do bomb, I know they're about to get their money's worth with you. It's not even about that. You won't bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's you. You realize you're at the point where you won't. People know you, so you don't bomb. Mm-hmm. You just people saw you figuring out the next version of whatever yeah. the, whatever your act's going to be. Yeah. Well, so I think you that's why... You don't bo- there's no bombing it. You realize you're at the level where you don't bomb anymore. Mm-hmm. You just don't do well because people watch you figure out new shit, but people already know that you're a comedian. Mm-hmm. Bombing is when people don't know you're a comedian. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, who let this guy up here? Now you're at the point of like, oh, no, we know you're a comedian. We already know your stuff. Oh, you try new things, and yeah. you address it on stage. Like, yeah, this is how this goes. Yeah. You don't bomb anymore. Yeah. That's not that's not a thing that's in the capacity of what you're doing. Yeah. But I think I get in my head with it. Like I would almost prefer that they like when when I am working out new stuff or half baked ideas, I would almost prefer that they don't know who I am. So they don't have a point of reference. Well, that's not what's happening on this run. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, can can I get sappy for a second? Get fucking whatever. Buddy, like <laughs> I know this is so sappy. But, dude, you truly inspire me to work harder and to be better. Because someone asked me, how, what's it like touring with Kyle? And this analogy might fall on deaf ears with you because you're not a sports fan. Not stroking your ego. I'm just being honest. It's oh, like playing with... Compare me to sports, baby. It's, it's like playing with LeBron, man. It's like... I'm LeBron. You're LeBron, buddy. I'm LeBron you're- Williamson. <laughs> 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 Who's that? 
Uh, what show was it the, uh, in Tampa? The, Second show the Tampa. Brown. Second show Tampa, which you thought, whatever. You you know, you're always too fucking humble. It went humble. well enough. But, man, I, uh, I got high as shit. Shout out to my buddy Mike at, uh, where were we at? Crowbar? Crowbar, Tampa. Uh, one of my favorite spots. Smoked it up with Mike uh, after my second set and uh, went back out and watched your set. And, man, just... I, I can't even describe it, but the, the, you just you created this, you set this tone, and you created this atmosphere, and people were just with you from the get go, and just I don't know, man, it, it, it's really inspiring. Like, oh shit, that's that's what all com. I'm not just I'm not just saying you're the standard that we should all the be shooting for. The fucking boogie but- monsters on tour, Dave. <laughs> you realize this is part of it. Yeah, you realize you're part of this tour. Yeah. You realize it's like, oh, fucking Dave's. Oh, shit, Dave's here, too. You realize you're in the same pocket, man. Yeah. I forget sometimes. Stop. But, but no, it's it's impressive. to Well, and the thing is, too, like, knowing how you are with your act and, and, and how serious you take it, like, you're up there doing essentially new shit, too. You know, new since, you know, a year ago or six months ago. Yeah, yeah. Some of this stuff's a week Processing or two old. Processing life's events. You know, but uh, it, it's inspiring to just see, all right, this is how you fucking hold court for an hour. And and I like I said, I'm a headliner. I know how to headline. I've crushed for an hour. But to just, like, all right, like, remove all the veneers. This is just, these are my stupid fucking thoughts. But, like, you have that knack of, like, and that's part of what comedy is, is that illusion that it's all off the top of my head, but like it's it, it, the delivery feels like it's all off the top of your head, but the end product is like, man, that's some fucking well-thought-out, polished shit. I got lucky enough the people that are coming out know what they're getting. So the people that are coming, it's like, all right, let, 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 let's hang out. Let's get into these. Uh, it's not going to be set-up punchline shit. Yeah. I mean, a couple will get you, mm-hmm. but that's not what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. But I think that's just seniority. Yeah. And we're reps. Do, we're, yeah, we're doing a lot. Like, like, the, like the people that come out are buying tickets, mm-hmm. not just to see a comedy show, but it's because I'm doing that show. Mm-hmm. So, and that's, but that's also the danger, mm-hmm. is that I can just play to that audience and not develop further. Yeah. We've talked about that um, yeah. in the past. One it's, of my goals when I started was to eventually do shows where people come to see me and they know who I am because the first several years you're just anonymous, nobody knows, nobody cares. Yeah. But you corrected me but, and like sometimes that's dangerous. You still have to challenge those people. You have to still surprise them. Uh, we've all, we all have favorite bands, but then you buy a new album that just sounds exactly like the old shit. Like, I guess I don't really have to keep buying their albums if they're just playing to the wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's scary as a, a quote unquote artist is to be like, well, I like also for yourself, do you want to do other stuff? Mm-hmm. Of course. Do you want to challenge yourself to be like, well, I, I actually, here's a, here's a thought that I've had that will, completely go against what my fan base thinks I am as a comedian. Can I make this funny to be like, yeah, I actually, I don't, I'm not as hyper left as you want me to be. Mm -hmm. So politically I'll lose people, but guess what? Politically that's not comedy. Yeah. That's not your job. If you were with me politically, 
then I'm I'm sorry, and uh, thanks for riding along for as long as you did. But I'm processing my human experience every day and trying to make it relatable to strangers. Mm-hmm. And guess what? My experience every day does not always line up with people I got on board with me politically. Mm-hmm. If you're with me politically, I will let you down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to disappoint you. Or maybe I'll surprise you. I don't know. But I'm just, I, it like, you know, it's a weird part of it. Like, you're just processing your existence for other people's enjoyment. Mm-hmm. I feel that that's the truest part of comedy. It's like it's a great way to put it. I'm like every day I'm changing my mind. Now I can sit and write and know who my audience and I can know who's paying for tickets mm-hmm. and write jokes for them mm-hmm. and then secretly live however I want to live. Or I can be like, Yeah, guess what? I I lived I I grew. I made I made some money. Mm-hmm. It's the weirdest part. You make some money and now all of a sudden <laughs> Now you're the fucking devil because you made some money. <laughs> yeah, sorry. But it changes your view on things. Like, well, I made this. Now I, now I I think I made this much, but I actually made less because of taxes and this and that. And you, well, that's not going to translate well to these fucking, the crust punks that followed me up from the top. But do you want me to tell you that I'm still eating dry ramen noodles? Yeah, exactly. In the back of somebody's fucking... Sonata. I'm sorry, I don't. Because that's not that's not true. That's not the truth. Yeah. So, well, and we've talked about this before. Like, I I think I speak for you as well. We don't want to be those type of comics that are, you know, message or political, you know, stance first and humor second. There's two. There's plenty of those out there. We're like, oh, I'm not that funny, but uh, here's my message. Here's my politics. Like, this is a comedy show, right? Larry the Cable Guy is actually much more left-wing if you think about it like a blue-collar dude talking about how rough life is to stadiums. Yeah. If you truly believe that character, that is a guy that's just a fucking guy who can't make his union dues sleeveless, but he's in a stadium. Like, that's far more of a fake left-wing comic than the actual fake left-wing comic. Like, we need to fight the man. Yeah. And then, like, you make all your money off of show business, off of, of off of fake sincerity. Yeah. Like, just admit that you're fucking rich. Yeah. Like, admit that you're rich and that you, like, are going to go on Twitter and tell people you have to vote. Mm-hmm. Well, in the meantime, you're like, well, but also, I mean, vote for this person. Yeah. You don't mean vote in general. That, that was one of the first turnoffs of all showbiz shit is everybody, like, just vote. Just yeah. say who you want me to vote for. Yeah. Stop acting like the idea yeah. of voting is what. No, you you that. want me to vote for whichever candidate. You're not saying vote no matter what. You're saying vote because I know who I'm addressing right now is for this candidate, and that's one of the, that was one of the first experiences of like, oh man, this scene is garbage too. Yes, yeah. the Hollywood left that I am a, am a part of. Is just as gross because yeah. you're spending your money to get commercials on TV. It's like, whatever happens, just vote. I think I'm going to vote for the fucking right wing candidate. No, 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 that's not what you meant. You meant vote for who you think I want. I want you to make make you happy. Yeah. 
Yeah, I always hated that message. Oh, it doesn't matter who you vote for. Just vote. Uh, like, eh. Man, I'm drunk saying a lot of shit right now, dude. It's all right, buddy. As we look over this luxurious parking lot from the west end in Huntsville, <laughs> Alabama. Oh, man. Yeah, it's it's been fun so far. So you broke edge last night with uh, Albert. Broke edge on them wings, dog. I mean. I screamed in your hotel. We've talked about that a lot, but... Uh, if you're anywhere near Atlanta, you must stop by the Albert and get some smoked wings. It's one of the greatest dishes in America. Like this, this a, 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 a smoked chicken wing done properly. Oh my god, it's insane! I'm, all right, let's. let's We've had go. Waffle House. We did Waffle that. House. I have Bojangles. Bojangles. We had Bojangles yesterday. That was exciting. What do you need to have tomorrow when we leave? Just when we be, leave, just be honest, Dave. Just be honest. No, I, I don't necessarily have to have anything. I got two more uh, boxes to check on on the uh, in the food game. What's that now? With them boxes. I want. All right. So tomorrow we're in Birmingham. Uh huh. Um, the next morning before we leave B-B-B, Birmingham, Big Bad Breakfast. Before we leave Birmingham, I'd love to have Big Bad Breakfast, and then uh, uh, when we're in Lafayette, on our way to New Orleans, we're going to be driving right through Baton Rouge, and I've gone on record, and I mean this, no hype. Maybe, all right, I'm not going to say the best. My favorite restaurant in the country. Really? My, yeah. Is, yeah, I can, I can honestly say. Word my, up. Word up. My Word favorite up. restaurant in the country, Baloo's Cajun Cooking, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And we're going to go have lunch there. That regardless of genre. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's my favorite. Okay. That's the one I, I would... Drive the furthest for, spend the most money on. Like, am I gonna break edge at this restaurant? You don't have to. They got a lot of good. I had fish. wings last night, dude. They got a lot of good. If you want to break edge, you can do it there too. Yeah, the smoke boudin, smoke boudin there is insane. But they also have plenty. They got uh, uh, crawfish etouffee. They got red snapper. They got catfish. They got incredible sides. Uh, they do mustard greens. They do lima beans. They do red beans and rice. It's insane how good this place is it's gonna blow your fucking mind i'm best, so excited best restaurant day <coughs> listeners it's my favorite listeners i've never had a better meal dave stone is telling me this is the best restaurant and it's you've never had a better meal anywhere in the world i mean i've had a bunch of great meals i'm, I'm saying i mean it's impossible for me to just off the top of my head rank them but i can't think of a restaurant that i would rather go to if, if i mean this is like death row meal shit can i also address i, th- I don't know if this has a relation mm-hmm. we got back to the hotel mm-hmm. we're in show clothes yeah you changed uh into different shoes in your own hotel room well because i had to go back down you know oh okay all right, yeah. all right. All right. I, I thought you got back to your room and put on different i am barefoot yeah no i was and, gonna go barefoot but room. i had to go down and get a pepsi Okay, I, I, I was I gonna, walk barefoot through the. I just want. I just want to illustrate to the listeners <laughs> that like Dave put on different shoes when he got back to his hotel. Well, these I forgot are my that short... you, I forgot that you did have to go back down. I, yeah. that, no, no, I, I am incorrect right now. Yeah. You... and I would feel goofy wearing my my yellow, my mustard yellow Jordans. Right now, right now, right now, Dave Stone has um two different pairs of Jordans. Uh huh. Against the wall, you got a mustard yellow and black, and a blue and white, and mm-hmm. now you're wearing a black and white. Yeah, these are my, my Air Maxes. So, yeah, I got two pair of Jordans and some Air Maxes. Listen, you, you don't realize that, that, that 
peep, there are sneakerheads out there, mm-hmm. and that we don't think mm-hmm. that we're the type of crew that would appeal to that, but mm-hmm. they're out there. Listen, you should let people know that you are traveling with four pairs of sweet fucking kicks. Yeah, and I'm not being sarcastic. Like Dave. Diana Ross, you 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 are exactly like Diana Ross. Uh-huh. You made jokes about how you don't think you're fresh or not. Uh-huh. The first few dates, you had sweet Hawaiian shirts. You had corresponding <laughs> Nike Air Jordans. I'm putting forth an effort, finally. Dude, it's working. You are looking <laughs> fucking crisp out there. You're looking crisp as shit. <laughs> Normally, I would not travel with four pair of shoes, but I was like, I got these new shirts. I'm, I'm trying out these new outfits. You, you can just be, you can yeah. change your shit. You yeah. can just decide to like be so, at any age. Uh-huh. You can decide to reinvent yourself. Yeah. That's. Anybody listening, do not be afraid to reinvent who you are. Yeah. Dave, I know you as fucking straight up. Like, as you've described yourself in your act, I don't want to ruin the bit, but you know how you describe yourself. Oh, oh, the, yeah. Yeah. That, you, okay, that joke, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. How I look right now. <laughs> yeah, camo shorts and a black T-shirt. You look like private security for a YouTube star. <laughs> That that's how you look like normally, uh-huh. but you've been rolling up with fresh pants, mm-hmm. a fun shirt, and corresponding Jordans. <clears throat> but I've only known you as the guy previous to that, and it's a great because you still look good doing that, man. Well, thank you, buddy. It doesn't look clumsy. Uh-huh. You don't look awkward in it, and it's inspirational to be like anybody can to just decide to like you know what. I just want to fucking change up my look. Yeah, man. Not about like spending money, like show people. What if just at some point in your life, nothing, you can't, it's hard to change up a job. Mm-hmm. That's hard. A career change is difficult. A spousal change is difficult. Mm-hmm. May, or maybe you don't want to change any of those things, but you're feeling a little stagnant in one way. You can just decide to change up your look. Mm-hmm. Especially if your look is like, oh, I go to work and I dress like this. Mm-hmm. But then on the weekend, me and the significant other might want to step out. You know what? Hey, I want to do a new thing. I want a new outfit and a new restaurant. <laughs> and that's, I'm, I'm in the same way because Rachel like bought me all similar Air Force Ones. And it made me like, what if I just start kicking in this look? It's such an inspirational thing, Dave. Well, thank you, buddy. Yeah, I didn't. Th- I didn't think of you as like a fun shirt and yeah, Air Force One type dude. Well, I've I've said before, like you know, as a big guy, you know, I mean, I, I've I've lost a few pounds. I've still got a long way to go. I still got a long. I'm still I'm still a big guy, but when I was at my biggest, when you're that big, you don't think you're not thinking style. You're yeah. thinking comfort and concealment. What's going to conceal my girth, and what's what am I going to be comfortable in? And for me, it was just like I was just fucking wearing black t shirt and cargo shorts. But shout shout out to whoever did like fashion designers, like there's big fellas out there. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to yeah. the big guys. You got to wear a lot of clothing. Mm-hmm. Let's make that clothing look good. My buddies, shout out to my buddy Paul Galois, who came to my wedding oh, looking fresh. Crush that scene. We were joking. We were kind of joking, and then it no, kind of crushed that scene. We're th- we're thinking about we're thinking about doing a big guy uh, streetwear company called Big Guy Fresh, BGF, Big Guy Fresh, and just he's 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 going with like the mafia 
dawn on vacation vibe. Take out big guy fresh. Just call it fre- just call it fresh large. Fresh large. <laughs> just call it the largest. But yeah, shout out to to big fellas that that wanna that wanna get a little fresh. You know, you don't have to just wear a fucking schmock or a tarp. You know, get in there, have some fun. It's called a schmock. Yeah, schmock's like what? That's like what a. It's like a smock, but with an extra H thrown into yeah, it. Schmock. Oh yeah, it's so big we had to throw another That's H right. in there. Yeah, for I heavy. don't know. Schmock. <laughs> he looks full Miami Mafia. Yeah. I feel like uh, you're not wrong in thinking that large folk absolutely deserve their own fashion. Yeah. But you've been wearing it well, dude. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. And also, I've always I've always questioned the idea of dressing like you nailed it in the sense that you don't want to dress like too fun because mm-hmm. you're already a comedian. You mm-hmm. don't want to like dip into clown world. Yeah. Like, Look at this goofy dude. But you had tasteful patterned shirts. Well, they're still like, oh, Dave, like, like normally you look like this guy will cut my throat if I try to talk to this TikTok teenager. <laughs> and so they were patterned shirts, but they weren't like blowing out like, this guy is the most party animal ever. It's like, no, it's the evening. I have a fucking patterned shirt on. I have solid pants and some Jordans on. It just looked... It was a tight look, and <laughs> I was happy that you were like like you're changing it up. You have, and whether it's whether it's Katie being in your life or you deciding to change things, like yeah, what's what's the fear? Like we've already gotten dumb tattoos, mm-hmm. and we've already realized like all right, well that's part of my body. Yeah, now we're doing the thing that our parents told us when we were eighteen. Like I'm gonna get a tattoo. Why don't you just wear a fun shirt? No way, Mom. You don't know what fucking the world's like. And now we're like, I really need to get into fun shirts because yeah. I gotta. I, there, I can't. I don't want a fun. I, I can't have a fresh tattoo. Yeah. In my forties. Well, well, I'm, I'm about to get a new one. I so. look like a fucking jerk. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I already got one going. I'm not going to reveal it yet. But really? Oh yeah, I got a good idea for one. what you want to talk about right now. I mean, uh, all right, I'll talk about. Yeah. Now, I'll you want to get I'll tattoos see. on this trip? Maybe. No, well, I got an idea for a good one. Yeah. That's the that's the what you hear everybody say before they get the dumbest tattoo. Yeah. No, this is not dumb. It, it's 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 going to be silly and funny, but also sentimental and personal. It's going to suck. No, it's going to be great. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you later. It's going to be good. I'll get fucking Pikachu, but with cool sunglasses on. Speaking of wardrobe, P- Pikachu without the Hitler mustache. I don't give a shit. I'm so jealous of what you got going on, buddy. Fucking jumpsuit, dog. I like how you're taking, like, you know, the the easy, the low-hanging fruit is, you know, you, you know, you, you look like you're in Slipknot. You know, yeah. Where, but, like, I like that you have a comedy uniform. Apprentice Elvis, man. I like it, man. It's just Apprentice Elvis. I really like it. And I can't, I, I'm not going to do that now because it would be obvious that I'm biting your shit, but, like, Ah, good job, buddy. I like you talk about making it work. Works great for you. Works great. You I know, love it. I was weird about it the first few times, and now that I put it on, I'm like, yeah, this is my show. Like now I'm in show mode. What's well, that? But I also 
I mean, obviously, it's got like a blue collar aesthetic, but I, I like that it's like, all right, it's fucking time to go to work, motherfucker. Yeah, put on the fucking jumpsuit. Here's some motherfucking jokes. I, I felt, I felt fake about it for a while. No, there's nothing about it. And now, fun. now it's like, no, I'm, I've been wearing this shit for months. I like it, buddy. This is my gear. I think you should get a couple. I want to get. I want to get an embroidered one. I mm. want to get a cat skull on the back. I want to. I want to say like dirt, dirt nap maintenance on. Yeah, that would look rad. In tribute, you know, maybe like um, to the all, to the almighty dirt nap. W- w- the one you got now is it black or is it navy blue? It's navy, navy blue. Navy blue. That, yeah. that standard dicky. I think blue. almighty dirt nap is what it'll say on the back. Man, maybe like a, a hunter green, like a dark green. I always loved uh, l- like you like you're driving a seven up truck. You know. I mean, there, there's good. something about reaching just a little too far on it. Yeah, like, this is the one that this is the one that the store had. Uh huh. So give me this one. Yeah. And I did buy them originally so we could just pet the cat <laughs> without fucking up our clothes because Rachel's allergic. Does Rachel have one? Yeah, I bought her one too. Wow. But the, but the whole thing with the, the, these were purchased early on in the incarnation of Little D. Yeah. <laughs> now the fucking cat owns the house. Like, like the like the, the the overalls don't matter. Every couch has the grandmother plastic over it. The litter box is in the fireplace. The fucking cat runs the house. We close the bedroom doors, but the rest of the house, that cat just ha- Rachel just pops Benadryl and is like, "This is my best friend ever." So the ju- the, the the jumpsuits mean nothing in the household anymore. The initial idea was that. They would like we would put them on and we would sit out in the yard and court this animal, uh-huh. and with the hopes that maybe we could even pet it. Yeah. Now that cat won't leave us the fuck alone. Oh. Now it's inside and it screams at us in the middle of the night, and we have nothing going on. So we get up. We have to put it. We have to put it down on the couch. We have to make sure it sleeps well. What does it want when it's screaming in the middle? Nothing. Of the night? Just to be like, what? What's up? What's up, bitches? <laughs> It's a straight up, it, it wants nothing. It's a straight up, it's the saddest, oh. most mimicking of a dying baby sound of, and then you get up and it's like, yeah, fuckers, what's going down? Let's get up on this couch and hang out. That's all it wants. And honestly, it's got us because it's like, oh, this shit, this cat's been on the street for 15 years and now we got it. Let's see if it wants to be inside a little bit. Now it's like, I'm inside, motherfuckers. Who's kicking it? And so it just screams in the hallway, and we get up, and we have to, like, pet it and make sure it lays on the couch long enough. I'm so glad you finally have a a pet. Man. Because I've known you for over a decade, and I've never known you to have a pet, but you've always wanted one. I I remember. I love them critters. Yeah, and Rachel. You fostered that chihuahua that time. Yeah, and Rachel. Rachel's allergic as shit, but now this this is just circumstantial, man. This thing just kind of lived in the yard, and like, and her brother who lived in the house for seven or eight years before, like, yeah, we'd see it out there. It would just kind of be around. We occasionally put a can of tuna out for it. Uh But that cat was just around. I mean, I've told the story on the show about yeah. how the neighbors brought it into that yeah. area. That's awesome. And now this thing's 16 years old, and it's like now it has a house to live in. <laughs> and it's and it's appreciative to the point of uh, disrespectful about it. Because there's awesome. a cat. It's like, you want to let me in here? I'm going to scream at you all day. And we're like, please do. Please do. <laughs> 
That's great, buddy. Yeah, man. I don't know. Well, hell yeah, man. Anything else on your mind? I mean, I'm eating those roasted red pepper hummus. Yeah, how is it? You can have some. Yeah. It's man, it sat in the car since yesterday. We also got some bananas that are been percolating in there. I ate old banana. I don't give a fuck. I ate old banana. It's starting to smell. Our rental car smelling like banana bread. Yeah, that's what uh, <laughs> that's what Shonic said. We got in. You got banana bread in here? No, but we got bananas that we've been carrying around for a week. <laughs> oh, man. It's been a good run so far. We're about halfway through. Going to eat a couple more good meals and have some good shows. Any any tickets available? to you want to plug anything, or is everything it's sold out, out? It's coming out Tuesday now? Yeah. I don't know where we're at. So tonight we'll be in uh, Pensacola on Tuesday. Then Wednesday. You don't do air quotes. People we'll, know we pre Well, I know. I'm just this. saying. People know it's Sunday night. You know. But yeah, Tuesday it's we'll be in Pensacola. Pensacola. Don't don't give away the fact that we're re, re, we recorded <laughs> earlier. Guys, I don't know if you knew didn't know this. Show's not live. <laughs> Wednesday we'll be in uh, Lafayette. May have to stop by. Uh, oh boy, that's that's the uh, they're, they're close to uh, man, Scott, Louisiana is known as the. Uh, I think it's Scott, known as the Boudin capital of the world. May have to stop somewhere and get some Boudin. Boudin and then uh, Boudin we, sausage. We wrap it up. Yeah, it's it's like gnarly. It's like crust punk sausage. As if sausage isn't gnarly oh, enough. Oh, it's got got liver and rice and spices. Stolen dogs and bandanas and acoustic (laughs) versions of songs that piss you off. And then we wrap it up in uh, New Orleans. So that's going to be fun. I was thinking maybe uh, I I found a place, no pressure, but I found a late night New Orleans spot that maybe we go uh, after the New Orleans show, go have some, maybe some red snapper, some crawfish. All right. Some whatever, man. Is there other colors of snapper? I don't know. Why don't we just call it Snapper? I don't have that answer. Uh, let me change gears real quick. Fucking okay. And uh, I'm I uh, <laughs> I'm not going to spend too much time on this. You getting divorced? No. Uh, there are there is legal action. Uh, I got I got served with a. <laughs> I got served with a cease and desist order. First time Dave's ever been served something he doesn't want to have. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I acknowledge that as being a great that joke. That's a great joke. That was a good joke. I'm, uh, I'm, I got served by a cease and desist order from Casa de Monta Vista, my wedding venue, because uh, I, I posted one negative review. I, I, I won't rehash the dipshittery involved in our wedding, but... Uh, is, is it libel or slander if I call him a litigious fuckface? Is that okay? Well, do that? okay. Let let's let me set. All first right. off, first off, uh, folks listening, mm-hmm. as much as uh, now, I'm not speaking for you, Dave, but I'll speak for myself. Here's some of the difficulties of being maybe a personality online or mm-hmm. in podcast. That if you express uh, distaste or uh, some sort of. Uh, unfairness with a party that people will just support you blindly and go ahead and like review bomb or this or that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm speaking for myself. Thank you for supporting. Yeah. But also don't jump in as a third party 
without knowing, with with, with not having been there. Mm-hmm. Even if it's for us. Yeah, I appreciate the gesture. I appreciate the support. But at no point, and I'm now legally speaking, at no point did you say, hey, everybody, you Ab- should go in there and like review bomb this place. Absolutely. I'd never said that on any of the podcasts. No. I never said that in any social media. And but- that and that's what's weird about being a, a, a personality in the public. Like, I don't like this. And everybody else is like, well, he doesn't like it. So we should go and shit on seem it is appreciated and it seems like support but actually it's uh does more harm than good yeah in an actual situation where two individuals are in dispute mm-hmm. and then people are blindly never blindly follow a leader even if it's us or someone that it's just it's just it's just a bad scene yeah and that that is kind of what got you in trouble here. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I made I posted one review on Yelp, mm-hmm. and it was literally just a list of no's. Like, it was poorly written. It was you just, also posted a review as the person who patronized the business yeah. and was there. Yeah, yeah. And received, and, and it was 100% true. You know, know this, know that, know that, know that. Just a list of the things we couldn't do, and I expressed my displeasure. Uh, zero stars. Mm-hmm. You have to technically give them one, but uh, in the in the review. But anyway, my point is, I guess maybe some of our listeners posted some reviews somewhere, yeah. but I got a cease and desist notice talking about these social media reviews and Google reviews and Yelp reviews, and I posted the one. I I told the guys like I instructed and encouraged no one to post any reviews. I guess some people did. Yeah. So I'm I'm also not saying take them down. I mean because I, you know. No, you you heard from somebody else that this place sucked. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, just to give an update, this litigious. Am I okay to say that? Is that this motherfucker? If you call somebody a litigious motherfucker and then they sue you, mm-hmm. all that that they did was prove that your statement was yeah. correct. Yeah, and amongst other call, things, you just called somebody. This yeah. guy likes to sue people, and yeah. he's a jerk. Yeah. And then if he sues you, and he's a jerk, you yeah. just got proven correct. So this guy's trying; he's threatened to sue me if I don't take down all these reviews. And I was like, "Hey, man, I posted one fucking review, and I also included the link to it so he could see it." And I said, "Tell me what part of this review is untrue. Mm-hmm. All this is fucking true." Yeah. And I even included a part about him being homophobic, which is also true. We have fucking video. Of the fucking owner of the venue, unsolicited, going up to one of our gay guests and saying, hey, gay pride's that way. So that's why I included the homophobic remark in the review. Everything else is... And he an- wasn't pointing to a part of the actual venue. Nope. That was like, no, oh, he yeah. just... And unsolicited, too. This The guy he said that to is Katie's best friend, sweet fella, Lou. We both love him. Great dude. Mild-mannered, very soft-spoken, didn't say or do anything, just standing there, hey, gay pride's that way. So I included that in the review. Everything else is factual. You can't know this, know that, no live music, no loud music, no pets, no garbage cans, no coolers, no parking. I was like, what part of this fucking review is untrue? But, uh, yeah, he's threatening to sue me if I don't take down these multiple reviews 
And I was like, you're I not, can't. You're I can't, not at fault for any of yeah, those. I did go back and and I'd even mention the podcast. You know, and it, if he go back, if he goes back and listens to any of these podcasts, I didn't say anything that was untrue. I was <laughs> colorful in my language but and you heated. Didn't, you didn't call. You didn't call for people. No, too bad, no, Yeah, show I, me where I instructed or encouraged anyone to uh, review bomb this this prick. So anyway, just an update. That's what's yeah, going I, on. I, I think this guy loves the idea of the law mm-hmm. without having knowledge of the law. Yeah. But also this information is because I'm, it's coming from you with your dealings with him. Yeah. But I don't see how you can sue anybody. But like, hey, I had a shit experience here, yeah. and I shared this publicly. I never told anybody to take any action otherwise. Nope. These people are all individual. These are, these are individuals that decided to act... Yeah, on their own behest. So it's not enough that this this dude, you know, with his pettiness and 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 what have you, I'm not going to say ruined my wedding, but you know, and, and I addressed that in previous episodes. Like I didn't want to be too negative about it because you know, ultimately, I got to marry my dream gal, and all my pals were there, and it was mm-hmm. great. But you know, if I wanted to get petty, there was a laundry list of fucking details that definitely dampened the mood. And also, I, I wasn't there because I faked my appendix. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By, By the way, way I, I, I faked it. Yeah. According I could, I to could have somebody. gotten the surgery done yeah. months before, yeah. but I faked yeah. it. Great take, whoever said that. But, but uh, so yeah, a month later, I'm, I'm still, I have a bad taste in my mouth about my own fucking wedding thanks to this fucking prick. Now, I don't know if that's libel or slander, but based on his actions, it's, it's pretty, no, you, you pretty are, obvious you he's are a fucking well, prick. I, I, I have no legal expertise, yeah. but I think if you're like, well, here's my experience there. Mm-hmm. I couldn't play music. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have dancing because I couldn't play music. Mm-hmm. They didn't provide. If you just state factually what mm-hmm. happened, mm-hmm. just like here's what happened mm-hmm. when I decided to have a wedding yeah. in this place. Yeah. Because I looked at it, too, and like anybody that had a complaint, there was like when they respond publicly, like, well, you should contact us because this isn't what happened. Like, I only looked at the reviews like where somebody had a negative complaint yeah. and then somebody else, like the owner of the pr- property would respond. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, it sounds like uh, fuck this guy. Yeah. I, and, and, and if what you're saying is fact, fuck this guy on a very real basis of mm-hmm. like, I was here to have a wedding. Yeah. This, these are things I expect from what people dance at weddings. Mm-hmm. I, w- I, I think you should ask people that had good weddings there mm-hmm. and be like, well, what what happened in your situation? Mm-hmm. You know, reach out to them on Yelp yeah. and be like, well, you reviewed this place well. How did you guys have dancing? Yeah. Or did you, uh, or, or like, what did your wedding include? Because this is what my wedding was supposed to include, mm-hmm. and it got shut down every level. Did you get to have this? Yeah. And to be clear, because then you can compare, like, wait a minute, why did this party get to have dancing? Mm -hmm. Well, and to be clear, in case he's listening, we were allowed to have, well, we were not allowed to have live music. There's no live bands, but we were allowed to have music. He just, he set it at a level to where it was just pointless. It was just unenjoyable. Like, yeah, that's what I mean. You should ask, like, anybody that had a great review of having a wedding, they're like, did you dance? Did you get to have dancing? Yeah. And we we had music playing, but you could barely fucking hear it. 
you know. Yeah. But but it's also a fact that there's no parking. You know, argue with this fucker about trash cans. Argued with him, just a laundry list of like discrepancies. And for example, you know, Friday night, the night before, we had a rehearsal dinner. He said, "Oh, we can do it at nine o'clock. Go till nine o'clock. Fine. At eight o'clock, he's shooing people away." And I'm like, hey, man, what happened to 9 o'clock? And he's like, well, the, 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 uh, the contract that Stacy drew up, Stacy was our coordinator, said 8 o'clock. And I'm like, well, I didn't see nor sign that fucking contract, asshole. Plus, you told me 9 o'clock. Another example, oh, on Friday night, you don't need a bartender. We'll just have some, you know, we pass some wines, bottles of wine around. We'll get there. And he's like, no, you got to have a bartender. So... Uh, fortunately, our catering company had a bartender, but like they had to pull that guy off of his normal duties to go be a bartender on Friday, even though we agreed that we didn't need a bar. It was just a laundry list of saying one thing and doing another. And then, oh, how dare I express my opinion and displeasure via a Yelp review? And I was like, isn't that the fucking point of Yelp, asshole? Like, do customers not have any recourse? You're going to take thousands yeah. of dollars from us and, and give us a laundry list of demands, but I'm not. What am I? I'm not allowed to say anything. So let the record state, Your Honor. Go back and find any social media post or any podcast where I instructed anyone to review bomb this fuckface. I did not. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, you just listen. So. You, you listed the business by name and yeah. said I had a bad time with mm-hmm. it, which is just what you can do on Yelp. Yeah. Here's my name. Here's the business by name, and I had a bad time with that. Yeah. So. I'm not a lawyer, but I don't see how that's any different than if you went on Yelp, like, this place sucks. Here's my name. I didn't like it for this reason. Here's my podcast. I didn't like it for this reason. You can commandeer a fleet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the guy's fucking full of shit, too, because he opened the the letter with, uh, he quoted me. Because we had a phone call the other day, right before all this, because he still, he he owed my father-in-law money. And I'm like, hey, where's my father? You know, he had to give him a deposit. And he took a couple hundred bucks out, was going to mail him the rest. I'm like, well, you know. And I, he was even like, oh, it'll come. And I even said, hey, as big of a fucking prick as you've been about this whole thing, imagine if we owed you money, mm-hmm. you'd be calling us, no? Well, it's been yeah. three weeks. You still owe my father-in-law's money. That's why I'm calling. Where's his fucking money? And, uh, yeah, he misquoted me. He said, oh, in the in – the, uh, in the uh, cease and desist letter, it said that I I said I'm going to ruin your business. He said he had a phone call recording of me saying I'm going to ruin your business. I never fucking said that, idiot. I said so send me that recording because I'd love to hear it because that's mm. not what I fucking said. You know. Well, hashing this out on a podcast <laughs> is the best way to remedy it. <laughs> so yeah, point is like, but like literally, so you dampen the mood of the whole wedding then a month later i'm still dealing with the shit you're sending me fucking legal threats because i dare post one yelp review my point is if you posted po- some review the point is we know where it is and yeah. we should be showing up there every weekend mm-hmm. so yeah great great uh, business good job casa de monte vista mm-hmm. palm springs california yeah. lovely management so. Super cool, dude. Super, super chill. Super chill, super compromising, super understanding, very flexible. Dave, yeah. I got to go pee. Are we doing a double yeah. episode? If you want to host a book club meeting, it's a, it's a great venue. But no, I'm good, man. I'm good, man. I'm going to go pee. It's good go. catching up, buddy. Are we end it? You want to end it? <laughs> Let's land this plane. You want to roll it for two episodes? No, nah, man. We you got more shit to talk? 
ethic about got more, it off you my got chest. more grievances to. Air? I should probably save my voice. I've been struggling. So, oh yeah, save your voice, my Dave. Throat. Dave. Dave's been blowing it out. Now I realize how low I've been talking this whole episode. That's all right, buddy. We can fix it in post. So yeah, man. Just tell this dude that owns the wedding venue. Hey, buddy, you're about to get fixed in post. <laughs> I'm sure I'll get it. And be like, what does that mean? It'd be like, I'll I'll fucking straighten your nose in your casket. Yeah, you said that. I didn't say any of that. I don't, I don't even know what that and means. Yeah, no, it sounded it sounded cool. It, it did sound cool. Like I said that. Yeah. Me, Kyle, who has I don't even know who we're talking about. <laughs> but I'll fix you in post. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? I'll straighten your nose in your casket. Oh man. Me and I'll punch your face to death. Mm-hmm. And then I'll make you look slightly better. And your fucking pine shuttle to the nether worlds. That's pretty good. I'm making weird eye contact. With That's all right, buddy. Because I was leaning in to check the <laughs> levels, and I realized my levels were sexy. And now I'm just leaning over shit, talking in a <laughs> le- and talking in a vibe. Go pee, buddy. All right. The Boogie Monster. Network.